Hey there, and welcome to the Survival to Success podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about something that you may have heard of coined intuitive eating. And to me, my own definition of this concept that's out there is really, it is about listening to your body and trusting that your body is powerful and your body really knows what it needs. And it is developing that skill to be able to listen to your body that allows you to hear what your body is saying. That is where the magic lies. That is where you're able to tap in to using your own inner guidance to make decisions about nutrition and what it is that your body needs. And it could even be relating to when your body needs rest or anything else. So I'm gonna focus this episode on the nutritional side and tell you a little bit about my story when it comes to food. Now, starting in my teenage years, and I've talked about this in the past, I totally, obsessed over food and exercise. And when I reflect back, I realize I felt like I might be worthy of love if I had the perfect body. And yes, like, of course, like in the magazines, you know, all the perfect bodies that are perfectly toned, they don't have any fat, they don't have any rolls, they, you know, they don't have anything, any imperfections whatsoever, right? So, of course, at that time, I didn't have the insight to realize that there was no such thing as perfection. However, at that age, I was running, I was doing tons of weights, and I also was binge eating and purging, otherwise known as bulimia. And so... This happened for a couple of years and yes, I lost weight and yes, uh, you know, my body improved, but I was not healthy. My period stopped for probably seven or eight months. My body fat went dangerously low and really I was, I may have looked good, but I was truly not healthy. And so when I hit my 20s, even after the bulimia stopped, I spent a lifetime fixated on weight, my body, my food. And I even went through a time up until even recently where I just thought, I am so sick of food. I just hate food. I'm sick of dealing with it. I'm sick of trying to decide what to eat. And ultimately, I was sick of myself and the perpetual struggle that I had put myself into. And when I reflect back on the beliefs that I had, I had so many crazy beliefs and I'll give you a couple of examples, but I really felt this negative feeling towards food because it's food that makes you fat, especially those nasty carbs, of course. I read the Atkins book back in whatever in the 80s and it seemed to me that the only way to actually lose weight and to get a good body was to drop carbs 
And over the years, I felt like, gosh, like, you know, I, I love my carbs and I just felt so deprived. And so I felt like I, I just couldn't do that. So it left me feeling rather hopeless. It, it left me feeling like I just can't ever do this because I'm not going to be the kind of person to give up carbs forever. So I felt like completely giving up. And in fact, those times I would eat worse and then I would punish myself in by doing things like vigorous exercises. And when I think back to my mindset about eating badly and then doing crazy exercise, well, I was thinking I was going to burn it off or I will get rid of it. See that in the quotes, get rid of it. Does that sound somewhat familiar? What do you do when you're bulimic? You eat the food and then you get rid of it by throwing it up. So I was essentially in the same pattern, but instead of throwing it up, I was basically doing vigorous exercise and essentially punishing myself for eating. And that, that's quite a lot of heaviness to carry around every single day because guess what? We need to have food every single day. And up until recently, I still did not really get it because I noticed that food was still a problem up until very recently. I would eat if I was bored, if it would be an excuse to procrastinate. Oh, I just need a snack of some kind, or I don't know what to do right now. Well, I'll just have something to eat and maybe watch a video on YouTube. Um, and, but what would happen when you eat mindlessly like that, it usually results in eating really poor choices. And then of course, you would feel bloated and you would feel far worse than you did before. So as a rule, when I look back, just like even over the last year, I've been a person who ate mostly healthy food. I didn't eat a lot of fast food, not a lot of fries. I would have healthy breads. I would have healthy cereals and uh, healthy fruit and such and then I reflect on it and say, yeah, but I also had beer and margaritas and snack food like chips, for example, and other unhealthy food that were added on top of the healthy food that I was eating. So this really created an imbalance. And I was asking myself questions like, you know, when I would see the scale creep up and I'd be another six pounds heavier or something, I think, why am I craving so much salt and crap? So, so many times throughout my life, I felt like giving up, meaning I am sick of dealing with food. It is just too hard and too frustrating. And oh my gosh, like I just want to be able to relax and to just have the food I enjoy without feeling bad about it, and to just be relaxed already, honestly. And I noticed, especially now when I look back, this, this relationship I had with food was impacting my life, 
impacting my day-to-day function, impacting my business. It was causing so much issues with procrastination. It became an excuse to procrastinate. And seriously, it was just all one big struggle. And I had been so fed up. And even when I moved to Mexico, I I uprooted my, my life in Canada, as many of you know, and I sold everything and moved myself to Mexico. And my, my thing with food was like, gosh, like, you know, I felt bad for eating, let's say a Mexican breakfast with tacos, or I felt, um, I just found myself feeling bad for overeating certain nuts or things like that. And then, so I thought, okay, I got to try something different. So here I am, of course, perpetually in my same little struggle here. So I tried a chef for a little while, just for some different ideas. But then I started to realize I was still snacking in between. I was still procrastinating. I was still having the same struggle. It was the same pattern. And so this is what what blew me away. I thought, gosh, you know, I've been on this, this incredible spiritual journey here in Mexico. And I had this incredible aha moment. And I'll tell you how this went. As part of my spiritual journey, I was forced by choice, of course, to do this detox as part of my spiritual journey, heading into some plant medicine practices. And by accident, I found and made this huge discovery, this massive aha moment that has changed this problem for me once and for all. And now that I'm on the other side of it, I have such clarity, I have such openness and such um, knowledge about what it takes to finally get over it. And so what happened to me here was when I was doing this detox, the impact of this detox hit me very hard and very fast. And it ended up making me very sick. And I was in bed with fevers. And this lasted two or three days. And then once I got past that particular phase, and I came out on the other side where I was still feeling like, oh, like I just like, wow, like what was all that? And the huge, massive aha moment that I had was, holy shit. I did not think my nutrition was that bad. So I had all these aha moments. I was realizing like, okay, for example, I'm in Mexico. So, well, of course it's so it's fine to just have a beer or have a margarita or a glass of wine or some icy drink, even if it is every day. I mean, why not? I'm in Mexico. Isn't that what people do in Mexico? So, that was just one example. Plus, in the mornings, I was drinking sometimes three or four cups of coffee. And I was also eating a lot of restaurant food, which was high salt, high fat. And so yes, there's many more examples, but you get the idea. I was thinking that I was eating relatively healthy. But the the way the detox hit me was a huge aha moment that 
hello, hello, Diane, you need to make some major changes here to your whole, your, your life, the way you approach food, your nutrition, everything. It was just this massive awakening for me when it came to my relationship with food. Now, I just told you about my story right from my teenage years, right up until I moved to Mexico. And here I am in my early 50s, you know, finally getting it, finally having the aha moments, finally realizing what it takes to be able to just have food be fuel for the body and allow your body to tell you what it needs. And that was the whole point of this of this episode was going back to what is intuitive eating and people talk about intuitive eating but this is really about being purposeful with your eating and really taking the time to get quiet and to listen to your body so now this is the biggest problem that pretty much all the clients i work with have is that how many people stop and get quiet and take the time to listen to their bodies just think about that for a moment. How often do you pause and just allow your body to tell you what it needs? No. The majority of people, including me, would just think like, oh, look in the fridge. What can I have? Oh, you know, and start overthinking it and already start to feel bad about what you feel like eating and kind of start even sometimes ruminating on it. And that's all in the mind. That's not in the body. The body doesn't ruminate. The mind ruminates. So we get into these, these patterns of thought and they're all habits about how we decide what to eat. And, and then we just say, F it. I'm just gonna have this, it's easy, it's quick, whatever. But then we, we feel bad after because we've just done what is easy. We've done what is convenient. And you know what? What is convenient is not always what your body needs. But the problem is the roadblocks. Now that I look back, I can see what the roadblocks are. And number one, it's not being able to slow down and pay attention to what you truly need. And number two, it's this being stuck in those old habits, those old patterns of thought that are a trap that perpetually get us going down the same path. And look, I did this for you know, how, how many years since I was 17 till I'm my early 50s before I finally got it, right? So it's those patterns of thought and being able to interrupt those patterns of thought and to change your approach. That is a big deal. So being able to slow down, change your patterns of thought. And also, this was a really big one for me. And with this detox that I did, I realized it was so powerful. It wasn't easy, I can tell you that. But it was so powerful in the way I felt I detoxed my mind and I detoxed my body all at the same time. And it was like this huge reset button, like pressing this huge reset button and saying, well, that was not easy. Unlike the Staples button that said, that was easy. No, it was not easy to do this reset. However, what happens when you get on the other side of this reset is now your body is in a place where if you pause and get quiet, 
with your body, let's say if you do try this process and you feel like you start noticing, I just want chocolate or I just want chips or I have this craving for bread and peanut butter, whatever the thing is, it's those cravings, it's those old habits of like physical cravings that in, like that, that get in the way of you being able to listen to your body's true needs. So there's the thoughts, there's the physical cravings, and there's the, the ability to get quiet and listen to your body. But when you do that, if you have things interfering with what your body's telling you, like for example, cravings, it's going to be very challenging. So this is where I got to the point where I realized, yes. So I was thinking this is really tough to be able to really tap in to intuitive eating when you have other things getting in the way. Now, I would just suggest that you try this process at home, getting quiet and see what your body tells you. However, because I know for me, I did a session on learning how to tap into intuitive eating some time ago, a couple of months ago, and it just did not work for me. I just couldn't really understand what my body wanted or needed. And so what I decided to do after having this dramatic shift in the ability, the way that I was able to think and the way I was able to completely transform my relationship with the way I handle food and even what I eat has been so dramatic. I had had got to this point where I thought, I'm going to get creative with this because I've worked in the field of health and nutrition and fitness for several years. And, you know, I'm not the only one with this problem. And so I realized that I could make such a difference if I was willing to help people to do this incredibly difficult reset detox for themselves over about three weeks and to be able to get to that point where they could also completely tap in to their inner guidance and to be able to get to the point where they can use their sense and their intuition and and have a much healthier relationship with food so I've decided to really ask you, the listeners, are there any of you that would really like to be able to tap in to this? Would you like to try doing a three-week uh, full detox reset to completely change your relationship with food? Now, keep in mind, the other side benefit of all this was I dropped 13 pounds in three and a half weeks which a lot of it was probably water weight, but also that weight has stayed off now because I really am truly able to tap in and eat intuitively, which feels amazing. So if you are interested in maybe participating in a three-week detox with me, um, send me a, a, a direct message or you can email me at Diane at, um, you know, support at dianegoodmanson.com or certainly find me on Facebook or even Instagram and send me a direct message. I want to get a feel for how many of you would be willing to put yourself through a challenging detox for three weeks to really get to the point where 
you can change your relationship with food uh, for the long term. So I'll leave it at that. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this entire podcast. If you found value, please share the podcast with your friends and family. Also, if you could do a positive review of this podcast on your favorite platform, this will help me to be able to reach more people. If you have any questions or you want to work with me as a transformational hypnotherapist, please email me at support at diannegoodmanson.com. To find out more information about me, you may have a look at my website at diannegoodmanson.com or I'm also at survivaltosuccess.ca. Thank you again for listening and I will see you on the next episode.